Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. tired of that song. That's a Timothy Spell song called This Is That. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We are live, coming to you live November 3rd, 2019 from the studios of KDIX, Dickinson, North Dakota. And if you are listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, this is a live broadcast if it's 
November 3rd, 2019. Otherwise, it'll be a podcast. These are many times uploaded to the podcast. You can, um, you can be listening three different ways, of course. Our, our AM station that we're broadcasting from right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, that we've been doing, I think, for close to 20 years. And, or you can listen to KDIX's website, kdix.net, or you can be listening to Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Pastor Bob here, we call it the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We try to be a little edgy. We try to tell it just exactly the way it is, not really beat around the bush. And I think people like it, or at least they say they like it for the most part. You can be part of the program. You can text me tonight, 701 290 Seven eight six two seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two, and this um, uh, we've got. Uh, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, five hundred one Elks Drive. We broke another attendance record today, so we are excited about that. And it just seems like that's been happening kind of throughout the spring and summer, and so we just have just kind of it's just kind of neat what's going on. We've got. Groups of people coming, sometimes they know people in our church, sometimes they just come out of nowhere. And so we had a potluck dinner today after church and um, had just, uh, I think we had 205 people there. So we were excited about that, what God's doing here at the New Life Pentecostal Church. Our building will seat 500, so we've got a little ways to fill that up. We are a church that believes in the Acts 2.38 message where Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I've got people texting me tonight. Uh, we've got, um, we've got, let's see, who, we've got Luke and Becky listening tonight. We've got Carl listening and um, from Kansas and... Um, We've got, uh, somebody said, best program on the radio. Who's that? I like that person. Tim, Tammy, Brandy listening in North Carolina. Jody listening in Harvey, North Dakota. And uh, Jackson and Casey listening tonight. The um, Brother Duran is listening. He's one of the big shots at Holy Ghost Radio. He said it's the his least favorite time of the year because he has to stay up an extra hour to listen to his favorite show on Sunday nights. Well... It hopefully will make it worth it for, for your brother, Duran. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Oh, man, they're coming in now. Uh, oh, Levi's here, too. Beck, Regina and Levi. Hey, Levi. Good to have you listening tonight. And um, just a lot of you texting. Great. I'm glad you are. And you can be part of the program. You can help me. You can text me scriptures. If you don't understand something or you do understand something, you can text me questions. I want to... Read today out of the book of Acts, chapter 2, and I'm going to start reading with verse 42. And, um, of course, this is after the famous Acts 2.38 that I had just quoted about how what the New Testament church taught about salvation. But in Acts 2.42, it says, now all these people, verse 41, let me read that, and they that were gladly, that, that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added about 3,000 souls. So they had 3,000 people come into the church on the very birthday of the church. And verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. 
and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with singleness of heart, with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people and the Lord, added to the church daily such as should be saved. I want to talk about tonight uh, something that I think is very important to talk about on the radio. I want to, it was something we talked about in our discipleship class this morning, and I was just thinking about what I should talk about on the radio, and I just thought I'm going to talk about this. The importance of fellowship, unity, and consistent church attendance. Now, the word, um, the you know, in our discipleship class that I teach every Sunday at our church, our 21 lessons that I put together, they're all based on the concept that when we, we become a disciple of Jesus, we've got to change our thinking. We've got to bring our, our thinking into line with his thinking, which is really interesting because we come, all of us come from so many different backgrounds. But, we have to change our thinking and bring it into a line into continuity with the Lord's. Now, this topic tonight, uh, the word together, which I read in our, our verses, that, that word together was found in Acts chapter 2 and verses 42 through 47. That word together is found 484 times in the Bible, 137 times in the New Testament. And so, when we come to Jesus, it's going to change who we hang out with. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this part, but it is a tricky balance because God wants us to reach this world. So we can't join a commune and just hang out with apostolic people. We can't. So it is a tricky balance. We need to reach out to this world also. Uh, and And so we have to find that balance. We have to... Uh, be careful who we hang out with or why we're hanging out with the people we hang out with. Like if you're hanging out with people to reach them for the gospel, that's a good thing. But if you're hanging out with people not to reach them for the gospel, but just to party with them, that's not a good thing. Now, we all know that it affects children who they hang out with. Why do we think it wouldn't affect adults who we hang out with? You know, why do we think that who we hang out with wouldn't affect us? And so it's important. Fellowship, the word, the concept of fellowship is a very, very important thing. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14, it says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness. And so we have to be careful who we hang out, who we fellowship with. That's why Pastor Bob always talks about, a lot of times I talk about on the radio, I talk about it in church, but why in the world would we want to watch all the crummy stuff that's on a television or all the movies that Hollywood puts out? Because who are we fellowshipping with there? Um, practically most of the producers and of television and Hollywood, they're not Christian people. And their worldview is not Christian. So why would we, like, I got rid of my television set about 40 years ago and been staying away from Hollywood movies for about that same amount of time. And the reason is, is because 
I'm not trying to reach these actors by watching their programs. That's ridiculous. They don't even they wouldn't even know you were watching their programs. So who we fellowship with is very, very important. And if you think it affects children, who they fellowship or what they fellowship with, why doesn't it why wouldn't it affect us? Like like the programming with the swearing and the nudity and and all the things and, and the, the kind of the all the anti God stuff. The, you know, where, where did the concept of changing marriage from between one man and one woman into two men could get married or two women could get married and we could call it marriage? That came from Hollywood. It came from the entertainment world. That's where it came from. And why would we want to fellowship with that? So it's very, very important who we fellowship with. It's very, very important. It it really is. And notice that it says that they continued daily, it says. They continued continued steadfastly, in verse 42, in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. So there, there is a... There is something to be said about immersing yourself into the fellowship of God's people. Unfortunately, many people make a start for God, but they never learn the secret. Like I I do a jail ministry, and um, I love doing jail ministry. I've been doing jail ministry for many, many, many years in many different types of settings. Right now I'm ministering at the county jail. We've got a team coming home right now from... New England that ministers at the um, at the New England's women's prison, and and this uh, in in jail ministry, I've seen many many people make a start for God, just as sincere as anybody in any church would ever be. But if they don't catch on to this concept that I'm speaking about tonight, a fellowship, they hardly ever make it. They really hardly ever do. That's why when you're in my prison ministry, I want to tie you into a good church when you get out. A church that believes Acts 2.38. A church that believes this message. I don't want you just going to any church. Because it matters who you hang out with. Well, that's what my program is going to be about tonight. i got quite a bit of time here. We can kind of expand on this. I did bring my guitar in the studio, but I can't think of anything to sing. But uh, this song is about... This song's going out to all the pastors out there that are trying to help people. And uh, just listen to the profound words to this song. Over and over, I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. 
I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? What'd you think of that song? This is the Tell Like It Is radio show, Pastor Bob here, talking about the concept of the importance of fellowship, unity, and consistent church attendance. Spent the last first segment talking about how it's important that who we fellowship with. You know, and we notice here in these scriptures that these people met daily. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. I'm going to get to that, I think, towards the end of the program. Fellowship, we talked about that. Breaking of bread, I don't think this is communion here. This is talking about they ate together, they had meals together, and in prayers. And so they hung out together. And the Bible said in Acts 5.42, and daily in the temple and in every house, house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. The early Christians met together every day. Nowadays, twice, some people think twice a week's too much to meet together. Of course, nowadays we have jet skis, motorcycles, campers, stadiums, so on. We've, we've got, got a lot of things competing with the house of God, don't we? But you see, it's still important that we meet together for fellowship, that we meet together. You know, this idea, I want to just dispel this myth, I love Jesus, but I don't go to church. There's a Hebrew word that describes that, baloney. I don't know if that's a Hebrew word, but anyway, that that's not possible. I love Jesus. I don't go to church. If you love Jesus, you do go to church, and you put up with the rest of us. You maybe get your feelings hurt once in a while. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, like I've been going to a Pentecostal church now for 40 years, and um, I like it. I really do. I, I enjoy it. Have I met imperfect people there? Oh, yeah. Have I met hypocrites there? Sure. Have I met people that weren't sensitive all the time? Yes. I've probably been all three of those. But I love going to the house of God to worship God with his people, to try to be a help where I can to people that are struggling. You know, I'm glad my kids grew up going to church and they met all their spouses going to church at different churches, at church camps. What a blessing it was to me and to them. So these scriptures that talk about fellowship and church attendance, and I'm going to get to unity in just a little bit, are so important. Now, one of the greatest criticisms of Christianity is, or of people like me, I suppose, is that you guys think that that uh, just going to church makes you Christian. Well, I don't believe that. I really don't. You know, you got to have your own relationship with God. I, I believe that. I, I really do. We, uh, you've got to have your own relationship with God. You, you've got to. Uh, that this program's not about this tonight. I mean, that's the the rest of the year I talk about that. Tonight I'm talking about yes, you've got to have your own relationship with God, but you've got to build a relationship with the people of God. You really do. You have to, because you're not going to make it unless you do. You know, this, uh, hey, uh, Sister Yvonne is listening. 
in Bowman tonight. Good to have her listening. And um, the uh, somebody's from Pastor Kenny Godair's church. I like your pastor. You know, your pastor, I don't know who this is, but uh, this um, he said that he's from Pastor Kenny Godair's church. Your pastor, I, you know what I know about Kenny Godair is he said, I've heard him say this several times, this is all I've ever known. And I love it. <laughs> I've heard him. Have you heard him say that? Well, I'm telling you, this isn't all I've ever known because I wasn't raised Pentecostal. But ever since I heard about it, I love it. You know, this this concept of church attendance is all over the Scripture. This idea that you love Jesus but you don't go to church, that's not biblical. Let me read you Hebrews 10, 23 through 27. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is, he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Let me just give you uh, Pastor Bob's commentary on these verses. It says, don't quit going to church. Don't stop going to church. We need to come to church and provoke each other to love people more and to good works. So we go to church to, to kind of provoke each other, to challenge each other, to, to uh, try to raise the bar. And then he said, don't, you know, don't quit going to church. He, and then he, right after that he says, for if we sin willfully. Now, here's the deal, you guys. There's a lot of imperfect people that come to church. But what he's saying is, don't give up and quit coming to church. Because if you give up, if you sin willfully, I mean, this is, I don't know how you tie this together, but... He's talking about don't quit coming to church. And then the next thing he says, for if we sin willfully, in other words, you're making a willful willful decision not to come to a truth-proclaiming church. That's willful. That doesn't have anything to do with human frailty. That doesn't have anything to do with losing your temper, of falling into temptation. Like you can tell your feet and to get, get with the program and, and get to church. You see, I believe, and I've said this for years, and I'm going to say it again, that the only difference between the people that are going to heaven and the people that are not going to heaven are the people that are going to heaven don't give up. I don't necessarily think they're better people, smarter people. Um, I, I don't. Now, you can believe whatever you want. But I believe that there's something in them that if they fall, they just get back up again and drag themselves to church. That's what I believe. Because I don't consider myself to be any better than anybody else. But the only thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to serve God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if I fall or I fail, I'm just going to try to keep going. The ones that endure to the end are the ones that are going to be saved. And, and going to church has everything to do with that. 
And here again, I, I love going to church. I love the house of God. I hope when I get old and frail that somebody will come and pick me up and wheel me in in my wheelchair. Make sure my diaper's changed. Because I want to go to church. I don't want to stay somewhere else. I want to go. I want to be there. I want to. If I can't preach or if I can't do any of those things, I don't care. I want to go to the house of God. And that, if you say I love Jesus, but you don't want to go to the house of God, those two statements don't go together. It's just a game that you're playing. You're saying I love Jesus, but it's just an excuse. You know, this, um, uh, I don't know how to say it nicely, so I just said it that way, okay? You know, if you love motorcycles, you're going to go to around here. Now, I don't go to the Sturgis Bike Rally, but I do like motorcycles. I've, I, I've driven motorcycles for probably 40, boy, 44 years now. My parents wouldn't let me get a motorcycle, which I understand. So I talked my girlfriend into buying one, and I drove it to my house, and my dad goes, I told you you couldn't have one. I said, well, this is Lori's. And he said, you can park it at her house then. But I've, I've always liked motorcycles, and people that like motorcycles go to motorcycle rallies. Like I said, I don't go to the motorcycle rally because I don't like everything that goes on there, so I don't go. But this idea that I can love Jesus, but I don't go to church or I'm not tied into a church, that's just some kind of a weird game you're playing. Because the Bible talks about, all through the New Testament, about being with God's people, loving God's people. Here are these scriptures I just read. They met daily, hanging out with God's people, going out to eat with God's people. And, of course, continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine with God's people. I'm going to look at my texts here, but I'm going to tell you this, that I'm, I agree with Kenny Godare. I love being a Pentecostal. I love being in the church. And to me, I grew up not knowing this, but when I found this, I found everything. I like this little song. See what you think of it. Now 
That's the way I feel. No better place to be than the road that leads to heaven. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show. You can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. The uh, Annabelle liked that song. Cool. And uh, I found out that uh, Becky liked that song better than the other one I played. (laughs) That other one was just kind of a joke. But anyway... You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show, Pastor Bob. This is live on November 3rd, 2019, broadcasting from the AM station, KDIX, and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. We're talking about the concept of unity, church attendance, fellowship, kind of all tied together. Now, Let me tell you how unity works. And I did some speaking about this a week ago, Wednesday, or this past Wednesday. Unity has to be founded around common beliefs, around truth. Notice 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. And so it says here, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. The the um, first step in church unity is to believe the truth, to believe the word of God. Because if we all believe the word of God, we're going to believe the same thing. Like, I'm one of these guys that's pretty simplistic, but I really don't think the word of God tells me one thing and you something else. I really don't think two people filled with the Holy Spirit could pray about the same thing and end up with two different answers. Now, I know that's going to probably irritate some people that I just said that. And that has irritated people in the past when I say stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying we're going to both do the same thing, but I think we'll come up with the same answer. For instance, um, if you like reading Louis L'Amour novels, And there's swearing in those novels, right? Yeah, there's cussing in those. So if you and I prayed about it, we'd both come to the same conclusion that there's cussing in those novels and God doesn't like that. Now, maybe I'd not read them and maybe you would. But we're going to still be in agreement because there's only one way to look at that. Isn't there? So the unity of the Spirit, this is what I said on Wednesday, is like the transitive property of of algebra, of mathematics. It's called the transitive property of equality. You, You remember it, A equals B. B equals C, then A is equal to C. Like if A is equal to B and B is equal to C, then A is equal to C. So if I agree with God and you agree with God, We're going to agree with each other. Wow. I should have been a rocket scientist. Right? I mean, like, like if, if, uh, I see that baptism in the name of Jesus is the Bible way, and you say, see that baptism in the name of Jesus is the Bible way, we both agree with each other. But, the problem with many churches is they're trying to build their unity on the sake of unity itself. 
I know I've discussed this on the radio before, but you can't have unity based on unity. Like, like I have this word picture in my mind of many churches. They have this fire, this bonfire called unity. And they're standing around the bonfire holding hands and singing kumbaya around the bonfire of unity. Is that the way it's supposed to be? Or is the bonfire that we stand around holding hands called truth? Do you see the difference? You know, I, I, I'm, I, I think it's profound. I think many churches are trying to have unity within themselves for the sake of unity. Unity is a wonderful thing. But unity that's not based in common belief and truth is never going to work. Because how can you be, uh, in Amos 3.3, 3, the, the simple question says, can two walk together except they be agreed? I wrote a song about that. Maybe I could sing that. Maybe I will. Psalmist said in Psalm 133 and 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So number one, to have unity, you got to have truth. you got to agree on truth. And here's the way this works. When you have a spiritual awakening in your life, call it the born-again experience. I like to call it that. Some people like to call spiritual awakening, whatever. They both work for me. But when you're born again spiritually, you, you become tuned into God's spirit. And you will meet people, other people that are tuned into God's spirit. How am I doing, Greg? Am I doing good? Greg and Mary said the best show on radio from Mesa. Preston, you want me to give a shout out? Okay. Preston, good to, uh, good to have Preston listening to me. His friends don't believe that he knows me. Well, I, I, I knew Preston. When he was in diapers, so there. I know that. But, um, but this, this concept, oh, you got me all mixed up now. I better just get back to what I'm talking about. The, you know, we, we've got to be unified. The, the script, when the scripture talks about Ephesians 4, 3, it says endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. I want to, I want to come back to that word endeavoring just a minute, but the unity of the spirit. The unity of the Spirit means that we believe what the Spirit's telling us, God's Spirit, and because of that, we're in unity. Ephesians 4.3 in the Living Bible says, Try always to be led along together by the Holy Spirit, and so be at peace with one another. You know, this... this um, this is this concept uh, here again. I, I'm I'm the opposite of what you would think of as an ecumenical person. Like I don't believe we should throw apart aside our differences to get along if your differences are true. <laughs> because what right do we have to throw aside God's word? I got to be careful what I say at this point because I sometimes you know in, in our church I preach in our church I don't really we don't record it. I don't like it recorded, so there. Because because if it's recorded, I, it seems like I'm always so careful about what I have to say. And on the radio, I try to be careful, even though it's a tell-it-like-it-is show. But, you know, I, I've got ministers in Dickinson that are very nice people that have reached out to me to be part of what they're doing or asked 
to be part of what we're doing. But if they don't believe the Acts 2.38 message, how's that going to work? I had a pastor one time, said he said, uh, Pastor Bob, I'd like to go to the jail with you. He said, I love jail ministry. Could you work it into where I could go with you? And I just told him straight out, I said, you know, you know, I, I think you're a very sincere person, and I'm not trying to act like I'm better than you, but you and I don't agree on some stuff. How are we going to go to the jail together? We're going to confuse everybody up there. Like, like I believe in one God. There's only one God, the Father. And the Father expressed himself in his word, and the word became flesh, and that's who Jesus was. Jesus was the Father manifested in the flesh. Do you know a lot of churches don't believe that? Can two walk together except to be agreed? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, you know, I'm going to run out of time. But, you know, we have to, if we're going to have the unity of the Spirit, we got to get tied into the Spirit and what the Spirit's saying. We need to be tied into um, God's Word, the New Testament authority. You know, I believe in New Testament authority. I believe the entire Bible is the Word of God. But I believe the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. The New Testament explains the Old Testament. And so did the apostles. 1 John 4, 1 said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, whereof you have heard this that it should come. And even now already it is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, because therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. This is what John was saying, the apostles. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. But he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth, the spirit of error. If you agree with the apostles, then you're of God. If you don't agree with the apostles, you're not of God. And if you agree with the apostles, and I agree with the apostles, guess what? We're going to get along really good. That's called unity of the Spirit. Jesus in John 17, 20 was praying for his disciples. Now notice what he said. These, this is Matt, you know, this is, this is his disciples, his 12 disciples. And Jesus said this in Matthew 17, 20. Neither pray I for these alone. Now he was talking to the Father and he said, I don't pray just for these 12 disciples, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Now that's us. We're believing on Jesus through the word of the apostles. And Jesus, here's Jesus' prayer for us, okay? Verse 21, Matthew, or John 17. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. This is not just talking about that we would be one in unity. This is talking, Jesus said, that we should be one, me and you, should be one with what the apostles believed. That's where Christian unity comes from. 
So that's what binds true Christians together, the belief in one God, the Acts 2.38 plan of salvation, uh, of knowing what the Word of God says about acceptable and unacceptable behaviors of Christians. I mean, that includes sexuality, that includes entertainment, that includes modesty, how we dress, that includes what our hair is like, that includes what we do with our money, that includes being honest, that includes clean speaking, that includes loving each other, that includes get a job and work and pay your bills. I mean, there's a lot in there that we can come to an agreement with. The reason churches don't have unity is because they don't spend enough time seeking the Holy Spirit. I'm going to play a little bit of this. Ah, that's such a long song. song. But I'll try it. I'll play just a little bit of it. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Go 
to the city, it shall be told thee what thou must do. Much as I'd like to finish that song, I can't tonight. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I've got about 15 minutes, and i got to say some stuff. So Pastor Bob here. Got some first-time listeners tonight. Glad you're listening. J.D. from Yell County, Arkansas. Yell, like you're yelling at your dog. or J.D. from Yell County, Arkansas listening. We've got Sydney and Lori listening. Wynette listening. And... Um, Greg texted me, said, can't hardly argue with math. I'm talking about transitive property of equality. A equals B, B equals C, then A equals C. If I agree with God, you agree with God, we're going to agree with each other. If I don't agree with God and you agree with God, we're not going to agree. If I agree with God and you don't agree with God, we're not going to agree. You know, that's the kind of unity we need. We need to find out what God thinks about something, believe that, and we come to an agreement. That's the problem. That's the reason that there's disagreement. Now, that's only part of unity. This this broadcast tonight is talking about the importance of fellowship, unity, and consistent church attendance. That's what we're talking about. This is something I teach as a discipleship course. So I'm just, I mean, a lot of this is just in my head because I've taught it for years. But this, not only do we have to have truth as the center of unity, but we have to try to be unified. Ephesians 4.3, I said I was going to come back to it, I am. He said, Paul said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring. Like, we got to try at this. There are things that the Word of God doesn't cover. Differences of opinions, different ways to raise your children, maybe, uh, different ideas about what to do with your money. Now, I, don't, I believe you ought to give to the work of God, but I'm just saying, you know, there are people that believe, you know, well, I'm going to buy a new car once in a while. There are people who think, well, that's stupid. You're wasting God's money. You should buy a used car. Well, there's strong opinions on that, different ways of thinking. Some of that, we just have to get along with each other. You know, there's there's different ways to do some things. Now, I'm not talking about doctrine here. I'm just talking about living. You know, there's just different ways to live. And so Paul said this in one place, and I don't have it in front of me here, but he said, he said, if possible, with all that lies within you, live peacefully with all men. (laughs) I love that because he was saying, um, like, sometimes it's not easy. Like, if possible. With all that's in you, live peacefully with all men. Sometimes it's not possible. (laughs) Sometimes it's really hard. But the concept of endeavoring to walk in the Spirit. Now, and and in in unity. Here again, in the unity of the Spirit. I really believe this, that the devil really can't 
destroy God's people. I believe we got, when I read that scripture earlier, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I really believe that. So the devil's tactic to destroy a local church or to bring down a local church, I believe he uses disunity to do that. In other words, we're too busy fighting with each other and we can't fight him. I've said this for years, and I don't know if I came up with it on my own or if I heard somebody preach it. I really don't care. I believe it. But when David went down and he heard Goliath boasting in 1 Samuel, as soon as that happened, David's older brother tried to pick a fight with David. Like, you little hot shot, who do you think you are? Who's watching Dad's sheep back home? You just left him to die out there? His, his brother was trying to pick a fight with David. Now, why would he do this? I believe Satan was trying to use him. Because I believe if David would have fought with his brother that day, he might have got whipped. Because there's no anointing fighting with your brother. But David refused to fight with his brother, and Goliath died that day. And so I'm, I'm not talking about unity, like throwing aside our beliefs and so on like that. But what I'm talking about is when we're unified around truth, there's still going to be little skirmishes that come up. And it's so important that we walk together in unity. Jesus said in John thirteen thirty five, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. You know, um, Pentecostal people are very tight-knit. Like I just uh, was talking to a couple of Amish boys just before I went into the studio. They're not Pentecostals. They, they're ex-Amish boys. They're out here working. They don't go to our church or anything. And they asked me, how is this that, like, these Pentecostal people seem to know people from everywhere because they, they, there was a young man in our church just married a Pentecostal girl, girl from Wisconsin. And he said, and now there's two, two young guys here that married Pentecostal girls from Louisiana. How, how did that work? I said, well, we're really tight. Like we're Preston, how did you marry the girl that you married? I mean, she's clear out there in Timbuktu. I mean, you're from North Dakota. Well, the, the way this works is, there is a unity of the Spirit. We believe the same things. And people want that. Now, here again, this I'm not talking about that, that you can just join our church and go to heaven. Because I don't believe that. You've got to be born again. But it is so important that you fellowship, that you continue in church attendance, and that you are unified with the people of God. It's part of our salvation. He didn't intend for us to be lone rangers out there. He wanted us to be tied in. And let me tell you, the world is looking for this. My father-in-law, who I love dearly, he's passed away now, when he would attend our Pentecostal churches, and he did over the years for different events, sometimes he was just in Dickinson and would come. And he told me, I love how these people sit around after church and visit. And he was the last one to leave. He loved the closeness. He loved what he felt there. I've got a friend here in town. 
that goes to a Catholic church. And he said the priest had to reprimand everybody in the wintertime because just before the service is over, everybody's hitting their car starter buttons. And you can hear them. Like they're trying to get out quick. That's not the way the Pentecostal churches I've been involved with are. You can't hardly get rid of them. I always tell people, I might as well preach an extra half hour. You guys aren't leaving anyway. So this is part of all of our salvation. We repent of our sins. We're baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. And then we tie in to the people of God. We walk in the unity of the Spirit. We've got a great church in Dickinson, and part of the reason it's a great church is because people love truth. There's a bunch of people that love truth in our church. And because of that, there's a unity there. We believe the same things. You know, the Apostle Paul was having some trouble, um, you know, in some of the churches. But he, he said that you've got to, you've got to strive for unity. You know, he said um, in 1 Corinthians 1.10, He said, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. You know, we have got to, you know, if we have a disagreement, we need to come in prayer together about it until we come into an agreement. I read that in an old old book by Andrew Urshan that I read years ago. It said that when the early Pentecostals of, of the 19th century, when they didn't agree on something, they prayed until they did. Boy, wouldn't that work good instead of getting on Facebook and criticizing people. Well, I'm out of time, but I'm not out of things to say. But I've got to gotta say this. Um, if you want to get a hold of us during the week in Dickinson, our church address is 501 Elks Drive. We bought the top half of the Elks building. It's right on Interstate 90, 94. You cannot miss it. Uh, in fact, we've had so many people show up for church just because they've seen the signs. It's not as uh, phenomenal as the church in Little Rock, but we have just as good a location as you guys. I mean, we're right on the highway, and um, and you can't hardly go by without seeing us. Next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 in Dickinson here. And then on Sunday mornings, we have 10 o'clock Sunday school, which is for adults and children. And the adult classes are split up into smaller groups so we can have some discussion. 11 o'clock on Sundays is our worship service. Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, <coughs> we're starting a Pentecostal church in Beach. At this point, they just have a Tuesday night service. Brother Joel Hostetler leads that. Great group of people there. That's at the Beach Community Center at 7.30. And then in Bowman, the Truth Community Church, where Pastor Brother Seth Springer is right on Main Street in Bowman, right across from the Chinese restaurant there. 
And Brother Seth Springer preached in our church today in Dickinson. And man, did he preach. And he brought up uh, Jeremiah chapter 3. Never saw it before. 40 years. Preaching, listening to preaching, reading the Word of God. Never, ever saw it. And uh, man, it was good. Talking about the mercy of God. And so that's that's kind of how you get a hold of us during the week. Uh, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to be part. You, if you live here in our area, we'd love you to be part of us. Here again, uh, uh, this is a church that believes in holiness. We believe in Acts 2.38, and we believe in the oneness of God. And so um, if you're hungry for God and you're hungry for truth, you're going to love this place. I mean, if you love truth, you're going to love this place. Because that's what we—that's the only authority I've got, you know. That's all I've got. You know, the only reason I have to be a preacher, the only reason I've got to be on the radio, is truth. That's it. That's all I've got. Well, I, I threatened that I'd sing a song. I brought my guitar in the studio. I'm not going to do it. It's good to have uh, the uh, who's who's listening up there with Ben Burling. We've got um, Ben and Nathaniel listening tonight. Are they still listening up there? Um, the uh, got uh, just several that are listening. Glad I appreciate you listening tonight. I'm going to pray. I'm going to play a song by my good friend, Brother Farron, after that. He's got a CD out that you can see on Holy Ghost Radio. It's advertised there. But uh, as we pray tonight, I just want us to zero in on the unity of the Spirit. Lord Jesus, tonight, God, I know that you're not interested in us just getting along with each other. But first, we've got to get along with you. And when we get along with you, the natural thing will be to get along with each other. And I just pray, God, that you help us to see it. Lord, when we're in disunity with our brothers and sisters, it's probably because we're in disunity with you. And I just pray that you'll help us to tie back in to your spirit, to your truth, to your word, God, so that we can love each other the way you want us to. In the name of Jesus. Lord willing, next Sunday night I'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Brother Duran, you can go to bed now. God bless you folks. I'm going to play this song by Brother Farron. And come and see us Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive. rules of music or not you know you just teach yourself you write a few songs and you think you know something don't know what was going on with brother Farron so land with this little thing testimony you pulled me from the garbage and you taught me how to live You filled 
me with your spirit You washed away my sin You There is none like you, none beside you, you You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you You the one that saved me, the one that saved me, you And I love you, my God And I love you, my God. You and you have given me a family. And you have touched my heart and soul. And I really, truly can't see. Why you ever loved me so you There is none like you, none beside you, you You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you You're the one who made me, the one who saved me Yes, I love you, my God. Oh, I love you, my God. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.